0: Hello, I'm Richard Claywell, and this is Litigation Speaks. We're running a series of podcasts and YouTubes to basically show attorneys things that they need to look for that they can see in a report and identify where the expert, whether it's planning for defense, has a problem or an issue that needs to be dealt with. What I want to talk about today is a commonly used method to develop the discount rate. It's called a weighted average cost of capital. You may want to do a little bit of research on that. There are some court cases out there, about four or five, that say that the weighted average cost of capital is not designed for and should not be used for small, closely held companies. And there's one case out there, uh, it's called Gallagher. Their projected revenues for the first year was $700 million, if I remember correctly. And the court said that was a small, closely held company and they should not use the weighted average cost of capital. I'm going to actually run several sessions on the weighted average cost of capital. because What I want to do is show you the impact of the errors that are being made or what's not being made so you can see how that impacts the value of the company. The first thing I want to talk about is a BETA, it's a B-E-T-A. BETA. The first exhibit, Exhibit 1, I want to show you, I really want you to pay very little attention to this. This is the mathematics that you would go through when you use a beta. What you have is using public company data to come up to help develop this discount rate. When we use publicly traded companies, the first thing we want to take a look at is are this companies comparable to our company? So your first question should be How did you determine that these companies were comparable, or did you just take them because they were in the same SIC or NAICS code? When we get that data, we're looking at the debt that they have, and that's measured in the volatility of the beta. What winds up happening is those companies have less debt interest expense than we, than, than closely held companies do and because of that they have a beta that's typically fairly low so what we want to do is strip out the impact of the public company information that they have then we want to replace that piece of that with a privately held company typically you're going to get a higher beta the higher beta will reduce the value of the company and i'll show you that in just a minute here so once we get that new beta number, there's a series of calculations that you have to go through and they're fairly complex. And I think that's probably one of the reasons a lot of people don't use that. They just go out and take the numbers from the public companies, and they use that and off they go. In the first exhibit, Exhibit 1, what I'm showing is, it's in bold, it talks about unlevered beta. And we have 1.08, 117, and 1.16. The average is 1.14. So those are betas for publicly traded companies. The higher that beta, the lower the value of the company is going to be. The lower the beta, the higher the value is going to be. So it's real easy to manipulate this just by going out and taking and using the public company data, and it's called unlevering. By not unlevering, taking the debt effect out of there so all i have to do is ignore this issue and i can increase the value of a company i.e i've manipulated the value if you take the average of those it's 1.14 well then we've got to talk about adding the interest back in for or adjusting for the the effect of the interest on the beta we get 1.27 so you can see that's higher so that would in fact in, uh, decrease the uh, the value of the company so this is something to look for is did they find publicly traded companies or are they in fact comparable and did they quote unlever and then relever i remove the impact of the risk for the debt and then r- remove the uh, or add, add that back in the second chart I've got is exhibit two and what I'm showing is is how you have a discount rate or a capitalization rate, really what it is. I've got three different columns, and I'm assuming that the value of the company's cash flow is one million dollars. Based upon scenario one, two, or three, we get a total value, and I'm showing what the value would be if those beta numbers change. So you can see that if we just use the regular beta without doing anything, uh, we would get a value of uh $7, 218 if we get a higher beta which is a 14% we get a lower number which is $7, 119 that's a ninety-nine dollar difference almost hundred thousand dollars for a very very minor item that was not done in the weighted average cost of capital. Then the third column is I have another number that's out there and in the treatises where I get this information from they have a beta of 2.85. So it's not uncommon to have larger betas when you do the weighted average cost of capital. And this shows $6,136,0 which is a difference of a million dollars. So by not taking this into consideration and not showing that in the report, so now I have the issue of getting this through discovery, this will actually either lower or increase the value of the company. So we need to know what's going on with that. So as attorneys, you need to be halfway familiar with that if you have any questions on how this works, give me a call or send me an email. i be more than glad to discuss this with you. But this is an easy way to, manipul- to manipulate the data, and, and I will have some more discussions about the weighted average cost of capital related to different topics. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it.